to the Epic Leadership Podcast. My name is Chad Mitchell, and besides being a husband and a father to four wonderful children, I am also a small business owner. And I'm Bobby Hawk. I'm co-hosting with Chad. And not only am I a husband and father of two, but I am also a pastor. So we're going to talk about leadership and whether you are in the marketplace or the ministry. I think the Epic Leadership Podcast can encourage and enhance your leadership. Here we go. Welcome. This is episode one of the Epic Leadership Podcast. Again, I'm Bobby and Chad is here with me. And uh, this is exciting. We're going to kick off with, uh, I guess we could title it, uh, The Games We Play. Absolutely. And and just to kind of throw this out there, this is kind of be a conversation just between you and I. You know, this whole thing came about with just you and I talking one day. And, you know, we talk a lot about leadership just for our own personal um, endeavors that we're doing. And I think it's just one of those things that it'd be good to share. Yeah. And the things that we've learned or really are learning. So we're not experts. We're just trying to be practitioners. And, uh, so it's exciting, but, uh, but we're, uh, we're recording this, uh, currently at the end of, uh, or getting to the end of football season here. And, uh, since we're both from Kansas city, uh, it's an exciting time, uh, just because Kansas city is in the playoffs. So, uh, we'll see where that goes, uh, by the time this airs, who knows, but, uh, but it is an exciting time. So thinking about games, but how do, how do sports, uh, or the analogy relate to business, both in really the marketplace, the ministry. So whether it's small business or uh, local church, either way, there's probably some analogies that that fit. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think there's some great correlations between the just a lot of different sports activities, even a lot of different sports games, but also taking those activities and correlating that to a lot of, you know, kind of what you and I do on an everyday basis. Yeah. And so let's give an, let's give everyone an overview. We narrowed it down to four, uh, four different sports. And, uh, really this is kind of the, the, the Genesis moment was a conversation, a leadership talk that I heard from Larry Osborne, who pastors out in California. And, uh, and he was relating this to, uh, there are a bunch of pastors in the room. So he was relating it to churches, but, uh, Chad, as we've talked, this goes so far beyond churches. I mean, it's really a, a business principle. It's a leadership principle. And so narrowing it down to four, uh, we have uh, track. Track will be kind of the first sport that we talk about. Um, I still hold the record from fifth grade at William Yates Elementary. Uh, just want to throw that out there since your kids went as well for what at the time was the 40-yard dash. I don't know why we didn't do 50, but it was 40. Uh, but uh, track is kind of, a, for the most part, a solo Type, type sport. I mean, if you just think of a sprint or a race that involves one runner, um, a long jump, a high jump, I mean, for the most part, and I know there's, there's groups in track, but for the most part, it's a solo, it's a solo race. And there's some business things or some ministry things that really are very similar, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you've, you're kind of on your own there, right? So if you're running track and you're doing the long jump, not really anything else can affect you other than yourself, you know, it, it's a it's a solo sport. It's a, it's just you, and it's you in the track. And what you do is really going to impact your desired results. So it's it's a good good where to start. And I think we both we both been there. We can talk more about it. But I starting a church, you starting a small business. When you start, that's kind of where you're at. I mean, you're leading and you're somewhat leading alone. Uh, but mo- I think for most businesses and and certainly most churches, at some point you have to go beyond 
that game. And so the next analogy would maybe be golf. Absolutely. Now, now you know, you, you would play golf more than, than I would. Uh, I, I'm more of, let me host the golf tournament so I don't have to play in the golf tournament because I'm frustrated not being good at it. But golf, two to four people, right? Yep. I mean, most people don't go out and play golf around a golf by themselves. Sure. True, true statement? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, you know, um, even in business, you know, a lot, of, a lot of business deals are done on the golf course. You know, I mean, so you're, you're kind of playing a sport, but you're also working at the same time. So there's a lot of impacts that can happen from that. Yeah, somebody told me once that 75% of business deals are made on golf courses. So they were trying to encourage me to play golf. And I said, well, somebody has to keep up the other 25%. But but yeah, it's two, it's two to four people. It's relational. You know, I know if you go out and you play golf, you're talking, you're collaborating. It's still kind of an individual game. You're keeping score. You get to the end, maybe have some drinks in the clubhouse, talk about how the day went, and talk about the next time you're going to go out there. So very relational. And, uh, and businesses or churches go through that. You're no longer leading alone. You've hired somebody. You brought some people on the team. Um, and, and you're learning to figure out how that relational dynamic works. And I don't know about you, that, that was one of the real fun parts of the journey was going from what felt like solo leadership to having at least a couple other people on the team. You're not in the office alone anymore. There's uh, just some some fun collaboration that comes from that. Absolutely. I, w- I would agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And, and, you know, the interesting thing about that is prior in a prior life, I was also involved in, in corporate leadership world, which is a total different type of game because then it's not just you and, and a couple other people. It's you, and at one point I had... 30 salaried managers underneath me. So it's playing a totally different game at that point as well. So I think you can correlate this to a lot of different things. Well, and, and that's a good point. In order to get to where you were, there's probably a next next sport we could look at that, that I think everybody would understand, whether you play it or not, basketball, right? Uh, basketball, now you've gone from, we're not solo, we're not two to four, we're five or more, right? And so, uh, but five to let's say 12, on a basketball team. And, uh, I played basketball for years in college. I got to manage a basketball team, which just basically meant in a college basketball team, I handed out water to the other <laughs> players, but, uh, but I got paid to do it. So it was great, but five to 12 people. And, and really the challenge is, is you're no longer just kind of having casual conversations on a golf course. This is more, uh, you have to communicate with one another. You have to know the plays. Everybody has to know kind of in a sense what everybody else is doing and some people are more role players right like off the bench they come in they're the three-point shooter uh, some people are going to be the center of the point guard but you can't just play a position without knowing the plays that the other people are involved in I mean you have to know that offense defense so we'll talk about how that correlates but again a lot of businesses get there uh, yeah. a lot of churches get there multiple staff, say five to 12. Uh, and then the corporate experience, maybe that's football. Sure. That's yeah. more than 12 people. We, I mean, not going to put a, a final number on that, but, and football is, is interesting, right? Because it's got defense, it's got offense, special teams. And most people, I mean, every once in a while you'll get the exception, but most people don't play both sides of the ball. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the great thing about kind of what we're discussing today, Bobby, is is we're going to kind of hit on each one of these sports and we're going to talk about just give you a specific takeaway point for each one of them that depending on what game you're playing today or, or even what game you're trying to transition to, 
What is the one specific thing that you could really focus on, from our opinion, whether it be in ministry or whether that be in small business? Yeah, and, and hopefully there are some takeaways. So that, that kind of brings up the first point is, what game are you playing and what game should you be playing? Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good question to ask, right? I mean, based on where you're at, if, if I like playing a solo game, because I like calling the shots and and I just kind of enjoy leading in that way, but I'm not collaborating with those that I've hired. I could actually be hindering the ministry or the business from growing. Absolutely, right? absolutely, and, and and I think both of us have seen that happen over the years. Um, even mistakes that that we've both probably made over the years of trying to do everything ourselves. Exactly. So, so it's not just saying what game am I playing, which that requires some introspection. There's some honesty that's going to have to come from that. But am I playing the right game sure. for my business or, or for my church? Am I playing the game that where we're at now is going to be the most effective? And then maybe kind of a further takeaway, do my team members, my employees, the people that work with me or for me, are they playing the right game? Right. Because, I mean, I can I can be playing basketball with a group of six people and I can be trying to make sure that everybody understands the roles and responsibilities of others while still having the big picture. But if they're trying to play, you know, uh, golf and, and it's super relational and they don't understand the need to kind of advance past that, then there could be some conflict communication breakdowns. So yeah, it's definitely identifying the game that we're playing. So um, yeah, let's let's go to some experience here. Um, let's start back with the corporate world. Uh, sure. I know you're involved in a couple large organizations. Uh, what, what game were you playing and what'd you learn from that? You know, I think it was a transition, um, to be honest with you, Bobby. I, I think that in the beginning, you know, I started out leading at a very young age. And, uh, it, you know, leaders at a young age, I think you're going to have two different types. You're going to have you're going to have some that that really grasp that and they they just kind of go into it and they're just natural born leaders. And then you're going to have guys like me that have to work at it, that have to learn, that have to get their teeth kicked in before they can figure out how that actually is supposed to go. So in the beginning for me, Bobby, I, I think that it was just it was not servant leadership. I can tell you that it was me just trying to run through a brick wall. And, and I'll tell you, here's, here was the biggest issue with that. Me trying to run through a brick wall, never accomplished anything. All it did was it, it, it just made a wake of all the people around me because nobody wanted to work for me. And it was such a, it was such a bad experience for me at the time, but also for the people that work for me. I, I think sometimes I need to go back and do apologize to all of them. It wasn't until I got the experience and I had some great mentors that kind of helped me through it that I actually learned the art of servant leadership. I mean, leadership, a lot of times people think that you're the you're the one in charge, you're the leader, but man, I, I would disregard that and I would just say that sometimes leadership is just knowing when to lead and knowing when to serve. Yeah, that's that's great. Now, yeah, I kind of picture you in those corporate environments early on, uh, which we could again, if we're going to use the football analogy, you got everybody out there with pads on, and Chad runs out in his tracksuit. <laughs> right? Absolutely, that's what it was. And, and then you're like, man, this hurts when I get tackled, right? For sure. And, and but we've been there. We've we've all been there. I think any leader that's honest would say that no matter how much maybe natural or innate ability that you have, uh, you, you have to learn through the school of hard knocks, 
that's just the reality. And so, yeah, for us, the experience was pretty similar, uh, except the difference is not going into the corporate world, uh, but at 22, newly married, just graduated from college, uh, starting, starting a church from, from the ground up. And really, while, and while we had some good people around us, I don't want to, you know, I guess misunderstand or miscommunicate that. It still was in many ways a track or a solo game. Yeah. It's my wife and I, and, and we're going in and everything really, really, uh, the pressure, the weight, all of that fell on us. I think the mistake that I made early on is that was necessary. I mean, we had, we had to pave the way and we had to plow the ground, but the mistake I made early on, I believe was I didn't transition to the next game quick enough. I didn't transition to golf. I continued to lead the same way that I had to lead initially and didn't allow the collaboration uh, from the team around me, didn't empower them. You know, it's interesting. You, you've learned this as well. There's a big difference in delegating task and then delegating responsibility. Absolutely. You know, huge difference. And so I was really probably good at delegating task, but I wasn't empowering them to help lead. And, and so I, I really kind of missed that boat early on. I learned from that, which I'm grateful for, but that was probably a big challenge for me starting out. Yeah. And the only thing I can assume about the ministry aspect, I mean, I've never sat in that chair before, but the, the one thing that I could probably say about the ministry aspect is the concentration piece and the collaboration piece, especially for a brand new church. I mean, you're leading volunteers. These people don't get paid. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the, the, the staff don't get paid. In fact, when we first started, we weren't necessarily getting paid unless we went out and, and raised our budget. So yeah, there's a there's a dynamic there. But you know what? Uh, that's true in business, right? It's true in startups. I mean, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs uh, don't pay themselves and they're recruiting people based off of uh, vision more than they are resources. Um, and so, uh, but I, but learning to transition in those, in those arenas is, is really important. Um, and we could go on and on. I mean, you know, I guess as we fast forward to where you're at now, uh, Chad, you, you know, you're a local business leader in our community, small business leader, uh, describe maybe what you would say your environment is now and maybe where it fits within the, the, the concepts of track, golf, basketball, football, what game are you playing? Man, I would say we're we're in the basketball game right now. Um, we I try to keep around seven to eight people on my team, and and here's the reason for that, Bobby. I mean, here's here's what I've realized. I've realized that having four, although the payroll number is a little bit lower, the stress level is so much more, and we all reach a capacity, right? We all reach a capacity, and and starting out as a as a small business owner, and and, and it was just me. You know, it was just me and one other person, and we've built this thing up to a, to a now a a source of we need a lot more people in order to manage the things that we're doing. So right now we're in that basketball game. It's around that that six to eight people, um, and that's probably where I'm going to stay. To be honest with you, just because what we have learned from our scale of business is if you go much further to the right, meaning you add more people, man, life just gets more difficult. However, if you go further to the left, you don't have that number of people. Again, life gets difficult. So I think that's kind of our sweet spot where we're at. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that's a good assessment. And I, I hope everyone listening to this realizes the goal is not to necessarily reach the football game. I mean, that's that's not the goal. The goal isn't to just continue to move up the ladder. It's which game works best 
for both your capacity as a leader, you, you mentioned capacity, and really your, your capacity as a business. And so it makes perfect sense. In a small business like what you have, um, still very relational. People want to know that you're their agent, right? And your team helps you make that happen. I can imagine uh, if it became football and you had 25 people working out of the office and it started to have kind of more of a corporate structure, um, it probably wouldn't have the the small business, the local feel that you've created and generated. Is that, I mean, is that a fair assessment? That is a very fair assessment. And I think, you know, one more thing to point out here, just for, for anyone that's listening, you probably need to understand where you're the best at. You know, what game are you the best at? Where are you the best playing? And, and here's what I understood very early on. I'm not a corporate kind of corporate America type of feel guy. Um, just because it's just it, the capacity that it takes to do that kind of thing, that's just not me. I'm more of let's get in the weeds and let's do this together as a, as a smaller team. That's where I strive at. It took probably five to 10 years to figure that out. But after I figured it out, it was a lot better. Um, but I'd throw it back to you. I mean, as far as the ministry level, I mean, where are you at? Well, so that's a good question, and I think uh, I'm going to answer it kind of kind of twofold. And that is, first of all, I think if you're talking about the church as just an entity, in many ways, uh, we are playing football. Um, I can't know what every department, kids, youth, music, media, um, all of those things, and and more. I can't know what they're all doing individually, specifically, um, nor try to manage all of that. Um, and so, like football. The defense is watching film for defense, right? Uh, the offense is watching film for offense. Uh, there's no way that the defensive players know uh, the entirety of the offensive playbook and, and vice versa. And that's okay. It's actually weird if they do, right? It would be kind of weird to come up to the coach and, and go or the offensive coordinator and say, hey, I know I play defense. I never play offense. I was just kind of wondering if, you know, I could study your playbook. And uh, the, the question might be, why? You're getting out of your lane. We want you to be the best defensive player you can be. So in some respects, we play football uh, in order to be effective. But then if you look at those individual teams, really those teams are probably not playing football. You know, you take a kid's team, for instance, that's, you know, connecting with kids. Uh, There needs to be some level of coordination and communication between the different experiences, the different leaders. Uh, It's probably going to be a little bit more like basketball. You know, you got some volunteers and they're on the team, but everybody kind of needs to know the plays, even if they're not the one shooting the ball. So I think there's a couple games going on. Uh, and, and I've had to learn that that's okay. Cause sometimes back and forth can be challenging for and sure. And sometimes you, uh, you find yourself in a business that requires, uh, that, and probably even in your business, if you look at, uh, where you've kind of progressed, uh, there's still an overarching business that you're connected to with, with state farm. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? So that does play a little bit of football. And so you've got to kind of balance that. So I think it's uh, in our context, it's both, but you mentioned something about, you know, play where you're best at. And I think that's, I think it's really important when your employment can match your enjoyment, right? That's where you're going to thrive. And there are games, you know, as I look at this list, uh, we didn't put baseball on here, right? Sure. We could have, and, and that would have probably just complicated things. But baseball was always my favorite. That that was the game that I enjoyed the most. Uh, and so 
if I kind of take that analogy to work, yeah, do I enjoy the the solo thing? Do I enjoy kind of the golf two to four people? Do I enjoy basketball, a little bit larger group? Or do I enjoy football? And I think when you find what you enjoy most, you will be the best at it. And I don't think there's a lot of leaders, though there are some, that are really great at every sport, right? I think it's even like athletes. There's yeah. a few that can kind of transcend and play multiple sports at the highest level, but there's, there's very few that can really do it at the highest level. And that's an excellent point, Bobby. And I, and I think the biggest thing to remember with that is, is try to find your lane sooner than later. That's good. You know, find your lane sooner than later and find where you play at sooner than later and, and understanding that your lane may change from time to time. Your game may change from time to time, but the sooner you make that change, the more successful you and your business will be. So, Bobby, if we're, if we're wrapping this up to just kind of give, give some folks some takeaways on a great topic that we could talk hours on, you know, if you're thinking about one word for that track or that solo event, what would you think about? Well, I would think if you're in a situation where you're running solo and, uh, and you've decided that's the game that you should be playing, right, for this stage in the game, um, then I think concentrate. I think the one word is concentrate. I picture that track star, that athlete, and their focus, their concentration in order to achieve the prize, you know, win the race, whatever that might be, requires the highest level of concentration. It is an individual game. And like you said earlier, you're really only competing against yourself. You're the person that will keep you from, you know, winning the race or jumping the longest or highest or whatever that might look like. So I think the challenge is concentration, where when you move to golf, while you still have to concentrate, what would what would you say in your experience narrow it down to one thing. What's the thing that you now have to focus on that you might've not had to focus on previously? You know, hands down, I think that's going to have to be collaboration. Um, you're going to have to learn how to collaborate with other individuals other than just yourself. It's no longer a, a, a one person show as a small business owner. Now it's a two, a three, maybe even a four person show. And the collaboration there, as well as the continued concentration has got to be a part of that. Yeah, that's that, and I think that makes perfect sense. I mean, if you move forward and you don't work together uh, with ideas and, and implementation, it is going to be. It's very difficult for people to want to work with you, work around you. Uh, so I see that, and and I think as we kind of bump it up again, I mean, this is where you're at. Talk to us about you know what's the most important thing. I mean, if we use the basketball analogy for your team, what would you say? Besides concentration, which you still have to do, and besides collaboration, what becomes the next challenge that you have to focus on to make sure that you're winning the game? Well, I, I would be remiss if I didn't if I didn't just just say how proud of the team that I have working for me now, and it, and it's taken us a long time to get to where we're at. But I think the most important thing that we've learned over the process is communicate. You've got to be able to communicate with those that are on that basketball team with you. I mean, we watched back in the back in the day, Bobby, back when uh, the Chicago Bulls. I mean, they were the dynasty. They didn't do had the poster. Absolutely, they didn't do all the things that they did without communication on the on the on the basketball floor. Even the best basketball players today are probably some of the best communicators. Yeah, that's true, and and communicating from both the sidelines. Uh, calling the plays and, and, but even just that, 
that communication of knowing where you're going to be and what the person's going to do because you've communicated, right? The, the communication becomes so natural, it's not forced. And I think you're spot on. I think that's the challenge that maybe businesses or churches, if if you're really playing the game of basketball, five to 12 people, you you have to go beyond. Collaboration's great, right? We're sharing ideas, think tank, this is fun. But now, because everybody still needs to know for the most part, kind of what everyone else is doing and the roles without effective communication, you're not winning. Yeah. You're not winning the game for sure. Absolutely. And, and you know, you, you talk about just kind of transitioning now, you know, again, we said this in the beginning, but this, this is at a time of year when football is just about over. You know, we just watched our, our, our home team, the Kansas city chiefs do some unbelievable things on Sunday and if you're playing that game of football with that with that team that's over 12, Bobby, I guess I would ask you, if you had 13 seconds left on the clock, what's it going to take to win the game? <laughs> that's a great analogy. You're over 12. You got 13 seconds. Uh, you know what it's going to take? It's going to take coordination. I mean, it's interesting that football is one of those uh, sports, if you will, that has a, a coach, but then it has coordinators. And, you know, from special teams coordinator, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. And I think with business, when you get above that 12 mark and, and Chad, you know, these numbers aren't magic. It's just more of stages and, 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 you know, growth and the number of people involved, but there gets to be a point where there's no way to communicate effectively. There's no way to truly collaborate effectively. And there's probably no way for the individuals to concentrate on the the task or the responsibilities that they have if there's not a level of leadership coordination. You really start coordinating the individual teams. Um, and if you don't do that and you treat a, 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 an organization that has, you know, 25 employees, 50 employees, uh, the same way that you treat an organization that has five to 10 employees, uh, without coordinating the communication and the collaboration, first of all, it's not going to be effective. Conflict is going to arise. Um, I feel like I've been in those environments. I feel like I've contributed, you know, in in a negative way and had to learn through that process. But certainly, while my answer is longer than 13 seconds, I think if you've got 13 or more, you definitely have to find ways to coordinate the team. So again, concentrate, collaborate, communicate, coordinate. They're just different focus points. They're all important. It's just what game are you playing? What game should you be playing? Do your team members know what game you're playing and are they playing it? And if so, I think those are some really great takeaways to focus on. Great points, great points. Hey, man, this has been fun. It's been a good time uh, just hanging out with you, talking about all things leadership. Hopefully, the people that are listening are able to pull some things from this. We look forward to sitting down again and uh, discussing some other things all about leadership. And we really appreciate all of the people that are out there that that's listening to this right now. That And hopefully, they can utilize some of it to help them in their lives. Yeah, I hope so. I, I really hope that our time together, uh, we just wanted to take... Uh, you know, less than less than 30 minutes, really, uh, once a month, just to sit down, have a conversation. And if there's anything we said that can be a positive takeaway, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's encouraging. We hope that happens. So feel free to share this with, uh, with others that you think would be encouraged or uh, uh, maybe it would enhance their leadership. I know that these thoughts have challenged us and enhanced ours. We'll, uh, we'll certainly be back with you next month with our next edition, episode two of the Epic Leadership Podcast. So thanks, Chad. This has been fun, man. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. Thanks, everybody, for joining. And remember, leadership is a journey, never a destination.
guys, thanks for joining the Epic Leadership Podcast. Man, this is just fun for Bobby and I just to kind of talk back and forth and hopefully give you some good insights into some leadership of a couple different industries. And if you've enjoyed it, we would love to have a good review. Uh, Give us a five-star rating if you can. Share it with some friends. If you didn't like it, then tune in again next time, and we will try to do better. We'll see you next time, guys.